This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Coming to you from beautiful Amelia Island, Florida, Today is Wednesday, May 4th. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. Well, happy to be taking a little downtime this week, but the show goes on. In fact, the cultural gravy train that we've been riding these past few weeks continues today. What, with WowWorks, CEO Kelly Roddy here last week, and Accelerate's Paul Segreto and Eric Premonth the week before, one could suggest that Brightstar Group's Chief Development Officer, Pete First, has some tough acts to follow. But by the time we're done here today, I think you'll agree that he did a great job holding his own. And what a great follow-up today's conversation makes to our discussion last week about roll-ups. Today we'll talk about something very similar, bolt-ons. They are similar, but in the case of Brightstar, these compatible brands are also the creation of Brightstar founder and CEO Shelly Sun, as opposed to the product of merger or acquisition. So, a lot of ground to cover today, and Pete First, Chief Development Officer for Brightstar's group, will be here in two minutes or less to talk about it all. Brightstar Care, Brightstar Senior Living, and Brightstar Care Homes. But first, a quick timeout. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sp- Hey, franchisors of restaurants, bars, grills, and taverns, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. Atmosphere TV wants to help you cut costs on overpriced cable TV for your business and either replace it completely or partially if sports programming is essential at your locations. What Atmosphere TV provides are 100% free programming options with more than 50 channels of highly engaging and entertaining programming that is audio optional and guaranteed to please your customers and even increase their average ticket per visit. So here's how it works. Atmosphere hooks you up with an Apple TV HD receiver loaded with more than 50 channels of fully licensed, no cost to you, fun and lifestyle programming. These channels include Chive and Red Bull TV. TV, bloopers, superhuman feats, and an array of viewing options that don't require sound to be enjoyed. And this offer is not just limited to restaurants or bars. No, any business with a TV screen in its waiting room can benefit from Atmosphere's free programming offer as well. So what are you waiting for? Cut the cord on overpriced cable and get Atmosphere TV with its 100% free, engaging, and entertaining programming options. Keep your guests happy while they wait to see you. Instead of watching the clock and their wait times, chiropractors, doctors, dentists, auto repair shops, anyone with TVs in your waiting rooms, jump onto this amazing offer today. And if you text the word FRANCHISE to 474747, Atmosphere will waive the $100 setup fee for the Apple TV HD receiver that they'll ship to you as well at no cost. Atmosphere TV, changing the way businesses view television. Find them online at atmosphere.tv and remember text FRANCHISE to 474747 for the no-charge Apple receiver. Cut the cord and get rid of cable today with Atmosphere TV. 
Pete First has been with Bright Star Care for nearly four years, beginning his journey there as Vice President of Franchise Development for Bright Star Care. During his tenure, Pete has grown the brand's nationwide presence to 365 locations and has expanded the brand into new territories and markets. Today, as Chief Development Officer of Bright Star Holdings, Pete's responsible for recruiting new franchise owners to all three of their brands, Bright Star Care, Bright Star Senior Living, and Bright Star Care Homes. Bright Star Senior Living delivers a higher standard of assisted living and memory care to seniors in need of care support outside of their own homes. Bright Star Care Homes are small home residential care solutions offering assisted living and memory care for seniors. Here to unpack it all and discuss their meteoric growth and success is Pete First. Pete First, welcome to Franchise Today. Thanks for having me, Stan. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. Happy to get to know you, Pete. I've been a fan of Bright Stars, I guess, since the very beginning. I was thinking about what year it might have been. I think it was 04, 05, when Shelly's son first came to an IFA event. It might have been a Fagri Franchise Summit, or it might have been the IFA convention. But I remember being with Ron Feldman and the late, great Jerry Darnell, and Shelly's son joining us at a dinner meal. And literally, from that moment on, I realized that this woman was going places that none of us can imagine, just by the way she approached us, the way she would drink in information about franchise. Franchising. You just knew that she was going to be special and look where we are today. And we'll talk about it all and unpack it all today, but we're going to start the way we always do, asking you to back up and tell us, how did franchising find you, Pete? Yeah, that's a great question. And I actually got started in franchising right out of college. So I kind of feel like I was really lucky to find franchising that early on. And it was college advisor that said, hey, this company is looking for somebody to come in and help them grow their brand. And it was an automotive related concept and started there and had a few years there. And then I was just hooked. I remember the first person that I awarded a franchise to in my life and it's just kind of continued from there. So from that start, did spend a little bit of time also in the hotel side. And if anybody's familiar with the hotel, franchise concepts. There's a ton of training and a ton of education that goes into that and a real high pressure for the salesperson. You're really, you're out there and you're really meeting people and meeting all of the owners in the area. So that was a really good training ground. And then I had an opportunity to move over to Winmark Corporation, which is a fantastic brand. So it's played against sports, Once Upon a Child. They're all resale brands. And that's where I really first started to see how franchising can make a real different in people's lives, not just on the consumer side, but as a franchisee and watched over the, my course of 14 years there, watched lots of owners come in and start with their first location and then continue to grow and, and see them up to six or seven locations was just, it was just amazing. So those brands make a difference in the communities that they're in as well. And so I always had that feeling that I wanted to continue with that. And of course, you mentioned Shelly already and having Shelly's son as our founder and CEO and having an opportunity to come over to Bright Star was just really, it was exciting because I'd obviously seen her and heard of and watched the progress of the brand and, and her business through IFA and through other franchising events. And to have an opportunity to come over here when I've been here now for a little over four years, it was just so exciting because if you think about this brand, this brand and our franchisees and Bright Star make a difference in people's lives every single day. It's just really rewarding when you're able to welcome new owners into the system and just watch them thrive. All right. Well, we're going to talk more about all of that, but we're going to back the tape up first to those days in the hotel business. That corporation that you worked for was the same one that I worked for some years earlier. 
I started with them when they were called HFS oh, and, sure. and became Sendent before they became Wyndham and then Realogy. And I was on the real estate side of the business. But let me just ask, since it was maybe three or four years after I was gone that you arrived, my favorite name for that company was the Evil Empire. Did you have a similar <laughs> experience? <laughs> I made it there three years. I'm based in Minnesota. So my territory was a lot of cornfields, Iowa, Nebraska, North and South Dakota, Minnesota. So I had my area, but it was, yeah, it was quite an organization. And as you know, you know, come in with a group of 25 or 30 different salespeople. And after three years, there's not a big reunion. So right. it's just a, you know, but I'll tell you the training that yeah. we had was phenomenal. And it really taught you a lot about things that are important in any sales aspect, but in franchising, just managing your territory and knowing who all the players are and getting out there and talking to people and really that networking piece of it that's so important in that type of a brand. I would agree with you that the training was exceptional. Some of the training, though, was in things not to do when you get to your next job instead of things to continue doing. I just found them to be a little bit different when it came to the soft skills that are involved in relationships and selling involves trust didn't in those days really make it easy to instill that because people were in and out so quickly yeah to your point if you see people at a quarterly meeting maybe twice and, and they were gone or you were gone, but it was that kind of a churn and burn. So that's Well, not yeah, kind of- it was. And the thing about it is it's so numbers driven and yeah. it was all about the room count. And obviously the signed agreements are important in any brand, but let's do this for the right reason. And that's one of the things that I learned coming out of there is that I'm not going to sell my soul for a deal. I want to have the right people yeah. and the right franchisees that come in, because if we can do that right and be patient about it, the brand's going to benefit. We're going to grow anyway, but we're going to grow with the right people. So sure. that was always the challenge. There was so- a lot of deals that were made. Lots of deal. Everybody had a deal. (laughs) They had to have a deal. You didn't have a deal. You got your walking papers. Yeah, right. (laughs) Used to love those quarterly commitment meetings. Oh boy, were those fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us a little bit more about the Windmark years. You seem to almost have been a lifer there and just shy of what, 15 years. So you really had quite a career going there. Were you recruited out to go to Brightstar or were you attracted to an opportunity that you learned about? What would force you to want to change after a 15 year run with a company like Winmark, a great yeah, company it, like Winmark? Yeah. And it was a great run. I mean, great people there. And But I, I just was looking for something else and looking to see what else was out there. I've been at the same place for so long. I had, had an opportunity to, as soon as they said Brightstar, I was like, well, let's, we got to look into this and, and have to see what, what the possibilities are. I didn't really want to move to Chicago. So that, that was kind of a first, the first step was probably probably not going to work out because I, I don't want to make the the move. But if you fast forward to a year after I started, we decided we were going to we, we came up with an agreement where I could still stay in Minneapolis. We got a senior in high school and wasn't planning on at that time he was a sophomore, so wasn't planning on moving. And we worked something out, and then two years later we're in the middle of a pandemic and everybody's remote, so it actually worked out really well. But it it, it was the opportunity to move over to a brand like Brightstar for all the reasons I said before. But Shelley was a big big kicker on that was mm-hmm. uh, being able to to team up with with her and get on this ride that we're on and it's, it's just just continues to grow and and if you think about the home care industry there's a lot of a lot of companies out there that are kind of doing the same thing and we can get into this in more detail but we've got just a, a lot of extras that we that we're able to add for our franchisees and things like national accounts and we're doing studies that show outcomes of, of our services and we're sharing those studies with large payer organizations, which is just going to be a huge plus for our system. Why don't you begin the Bright Star story by telling me first, how many units were there open and operating when you joined and what does that magic number look like today? Well, we've added 25 over the course of last year. So we're up to about 365 locations committed now. 
and so we're, we're on a track to add probably 15 to 20 new ones each year and that, that's really the, the goal we, we can grow faster than that but we've got a lot of territories that are still available and we've also this year opened up a, a plan for a medium density market so we've, we've got a lot of, of areas that maybe aren't as populated as your major metro areas but still need service and still need still need to have our franchisees involved in, in providing care in those markets so we worked out a, a plan with some re, with a reduced franchise fee and some other incentives for for people that are in, I'm not going to say rural markets, but they're 200,000 in population and under. So we see that as a real growth opportunity for us going into this year with our new FTD and filing. And you've got a couple of new brands as well. That's And we'll talk about that after our break. But before we go to our break, I wanted to just dispel the myth, if you would, about the overcrowded nature of the space that you occupy. You see so many different brands in the space. But what people don't consider, I think, is the number of baby boomers that are continuing to age into the 65 plus. What do those numbers look like, Pete? The space really isn't as crowded as one may think, is it? Well, it continues to grow every day. I mean, there's like 10,000 new new baby boomers turning turning 65 every every day. It seems like so. From our perspective, we're we're just scratching the surface with with the potential for the business out there, and, and that area just continues to grow. So that's one of the reasons why you mentioned the two the the new brands, and that's part of it is that we can continue to offer that care all the way through from when they're in their home and beyond. So the statistics are are amazing. And, and they continue to to expand. And like I said, you know, in 2030, when a whole new wave comes in. So all of the demographics are pointing in the direction that there's plenty of room for this. And then there's also, also the fact that you have to look at the brands that you're with and what the brands have to offer too. We have, we have five different revenue streams within. So we're beyond just companion care. We can do skilled care. We have national accounts that we work with, and then we do a lot of staffing. So, so there's lots of different opportunities for, for us and for our, for our franchisees. And I think that's the key. If somebody's looking at this industry, what does that brand have to offer? What's their vertical and what's the, the reach that they can have? And then look at what the other opportunities are. Why don't we take a quick break right here, come back on the other side of that break and talk about some of these opportunities and who it is that you seek to fill those positions across the brands as franchisees and what skills they have to bring and what they can get trained up on. We're talking today to Pete First, the Chief Development Officer for the Bright Star umbrella of brands, and we'll be right back. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. We are all familiar with Vistage, YPO, and EO. Well, now comes Zor Forum, a somewhat similar type of executive group, but this one comes with a twist. Zor Forum groups are exclusively for franchisors. Imagine a peer group for sharing and networking on a platform built exclusively for franchise executives. Zor Forum members are afforded unparalleled access to best practices and some of the brightest minds within the franchising world through regular meetings and a dedicated communications platform. In this post-COVID world, a franchise-specific mastermind or peer group is an endeavor worth making time for. Zor Forum groups of 6 to 10 will bring leaders together that are in similar situations, but with exclusivity in terms of their competitive sets, so that each can openly help others benefit from their respective knowledge, perspective, and experience with no fear of competitive loss. Network, learn, strategize, and remain motivated along your journey. Join a peer group, not just any peer group. Join the only one designed for emerging franchisors. Join Zor Forum. Learn more at zorforum.com. That's www.zorforum.com. And my conversation continues with Pete First, 
chief development officer for Brightstar. And now, Pete, it's not just Brightstar anymore, is it? We've got one, three brands that we are awarding franchises across. We do. We, do. we have we have Brightstar Care, which is our home care agency business. And then we have Brightstar Senior Living, which is a 40 to 44 units senior living community. And that's memory care and assisted living. And then now our, our latest brand that we have rolling out is Brightstar Care Homes. And that's in an eight to 12 bedroom, small residential type type home for either assisted living or memory care. So three different opportunities and and three different completely different types of businesses, but they all kind of they all tie together. Do any of your existing franchisees get to go across the brands and add on or they just grow larger territories of the single brands that they may already be participating in? The way that we set up care homes and and senior living, the first four locations that we have for Bright Star Senior Living, those are all going to be franchisees. So two we have two franchisees who have an agency in Madison, Wisconsin. They've got they've got two locations there. So that franchise owner is, is the franchisee for senior living. And then in Fort Wayne and Mason, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Mason, Ohio, those will also be with one of our existing franchisees for, for the agency. So the answer is yes. And in fact, the the care homes product, we piloted that with a franchise owner out in Boise, Idaho, and she now has four of those open. And so when we first launched the brand last year, we only offered it to our existing franchisees because we wanted to have them have the first chance at it. And we've signed a handful of agreements with with our existing franchisees, and we have more now that are, we introduced it again in our, at our annual conference. And so we've got more now that are interested, and we're getting some trips out to Boise to check out the, the existing location so they can see it. But yeah, I mean, it, it's really exciting to be able to offer that. The, our senior living our Bright Star Senior Living communities, they were always attractive to people because they were smaller than the big 150-bed facilities that everybody thinks about. These are 44 units, and, and uh, the, all of the staff knows the resi- residents really well. They know the families really well. And that's one of the things that Shelly was seeking and, and her her vision for this was to have the have a smaller setting where everybody was very comfortable. It was a home-like feel. And that's what we have with, with Bright Star Senior Living. And then with the pandemic, people wanted to go into, into even smaller settings. And, and that was really attractive for the care homes model where you're looking at an eight to 12 bedroom home in a residential type setting. And it's just a really comfortable move for mom or dad to go from their own home into a setting like this. So really excited about the, the growth potential for that. So Brightstar, the original brand, was a rather inexpensive investment with a huge upside for potential. What has this done to ramp up the startup costs and the profiles of those that you bring in? So they're, they're different profiles really for each. So what we typically, but, but the one common denominator is that I would say 90% of the inquiries that we have and people that are interested in our brands have had some kind of experience with either home care themselves. So they're, they've had it, you know, one of their loved ones has, has been through home care and maybe the experience wasn't that great, but they see the opportunity to do things better. And then same thing with senior living. They, they may have had mom or dad in a different type of senior living community and, and just realize that there's a better way to do things out there. And there's, there's something that can make everybody a lot more comfortable. So a couple different profiles, you know, we, we, we really look for on the agency side because those, as your agency grows, you're, you're managing a lot of people. Our largest franchisee, I think has 600 or 700 employees, very large operation. And so we, we look for people that have that management experience. The investment still for, for home care is still in that all in, you're looking at 250 to 300. So it's still a very manageable investment for the, for the return that you get in you know, our system-wide sales are 2 million plus on average. So lots of opportunity and upside there. 
for the for Bright Star Senior Living, we tend to attract developers, and we have a lot of people that are actually in the hotel business that are looking at this, and that's a real natural fit because they're they understand the the, the metrics of running a community like that, just similar to how they would run the run their hotels. You've got a community uh, executive director that's that's similar to a, a GM in the hotel, and they understand the metrics of revenue per available room and hospitality, and they all kind of go together. So we see a lot of that. We have do- groups of doctors that have interest in in the senior living community and doing developments like that. And then for Bright Star Care Homes, it's a little bit different. If you're if you're doing a senior living community, the larger one, it's an eight to ten million dollar investment. So that group of candidates isn't isn't quite as deep. With care homes, you're looking at a million two to maybe a million six on each location. And under our franchise agreement, we allow each franchisee to do three homes within their territory. So it's a way to get into senior living that's a little bit more affordable and is a great offering for the community. So all of the all of the common traits that we look for and that we see are some business background and definitely definitely being able to manage people because obviously that's a big part of what we do. So we in franchising all know that regulation is a big part of our lives, but in your business, I have to believe that whatever we are confronted with in franchising by way of government intervention is probably a drop in the bucket as compared to what you have in healthcare. How big a problem is that for franchisees? And are there any of these brands that require licensing or is that a state-by-state issue? It's a state-by-state issue. I'll start with the agency side. So it's a state-by-state issue, but I would I think 95% of our franchisees are joint commission accredited, which is the highest accreditation you can have in this industry. So we are we always set the bar high, and we require our franchisees in, in any of our brands to attain the highest licensure available in that particular state. So we work with them on that and, and, and help them through that process. But you're right, every state's a little bit different, and some states, just like in franchising, some states are easier to work with than others, and it's the same, same way with this. Some require a license, some don't. So for the for the states that don't require a license, particularly on the agency side, that's where joint commission really comes into play because we you need to have a differentiator between you and others that are offering something type of a similar service. And, and where licensing doesn't come into play, joint commission does. So that just gives our, our franchisees kind of a leg up on that. So that kind of answers my next question before I even asked it, which is how do you assure that you're going to be able to protect the brands of Brightstar with quality operators across the country? And I would have guessed that the fact that each of these are the most highly licensed available is literally suggesting that you're at the top quartile of people to go into business. So when people talk about all these different healthcare brands, you're not only offering the best opportunity with Brightstar, but you're suggesting to me that only the best can even apply. That's really what we're looking for. Shelly has a vision for what the company is going to look like and, and where, we're, where we're going with this and the types of franchises that we're going to have and the different services that we can offer within the community. And that that's just a huge part of it. We want people that want to come in and we're very competitive and and you've met Shelly, that motor doesn't stop running and, and very competitive. We like to win. So we're going, we're going to, to do that through providing the best possible services that we can pro- provide to, to our client base and to our, our, our customers and patients. But we're also going to be able to do the same thing for our franchisees because we want to make sure that they have the tools, whether it's technology, whether it's the national account programs that we have, support in coming up with and, and providing studies and investing our own money into these studies to show the outcomes and prove that what we're doing is making a difference, all of that is going to bode well for, for not only 
the client base, but also for our franchisees. We're going to be circling the corner here in just a minute on time. But before we get to that place where I ask for contact info, I want to ask what the pandemic did to alter your business, if any. It appears that didn't impede growth at all. You continued to add new units. So that's encouraging news. But what things changed as the result of COVID in terms of the business and how it's operating and the services that were needed or required by those in your care? Well, the biggest thing, one of the things that, that happened immediately was the the need for PPE. We invested, Shelly invested a couple million dollars of her own to ensure that all of our franchisees had the necessary PPE. And then having our own technology, we were able to to create and the attestation questions that needed to be asked before service could be provided. So we just had, we had kind of a, because we do everything internally and have our own systems, we were able to, to pivot and really make that happen quickly. So that was great. There was a time where nobody wanted anybody in their home either. So there was a period of time there, but, but then what happened was families realized that trying to be the family caregiver was really difficult and it, it took time and time that they didn't have and they realized how hard it was. So while we saw a little bit of a dip initially with the pandemic starting, that all came back. Our numbers are phenomenal since then. So a lot of opportunity for growth there. Staffing became another part of the puzzle for us that that started to surface because as the pandemic didn't just hit the client base, it hit caregivers too. So we were able to provide staffing services and then and then testing became huge. We were a part of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine trials. Johnson & Johnson wasn't as big here in the U.S. Internationally, it was huge. So being a part of that, being able to provide nurses and, and caregivers to provide those types of services was fantastic to be a part of that. Shelly was instrumental in ensuring that all of our franchisees who were eligible were able to get a PPP loan. She spent hours and hours, days and nights working on that on behalf of our franchisees to support them through that. And then now the the opportunities that, we, that surfaced during COVID have continued on to more long-term accounts and business opportunities with the various national accounts and the, the large payers that we're working with. So we still continue to see growth in the brand too. So people saw the need for home care during the pandemic and that's just continued to grow. Pete, before I ask you for contact info, is there anything I haven't asked you that you wished I would have? I think we've we've covered a lot of ground and I appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk about this. We're really excited with the new brands, the new care home brand that we're rolling out. We see that as a, a great opportunity, provides growth for our existing franchisee base, but also for those that want to get into senior living. It's a great way to, to enter that and have the support of a brand behind you in a, in a system that is proven. And on the agency side, we have lots of territories open. So we still have plenty of room for growth and plenty of room for, to bring in new quality owners. And we're excited to do that. Well, that's a great segue to asking you to let the audience know how they can learn more and get in touch with you and or those on your team to get more information. Yeah, the best way and best place to learn the most is to visit brightstarfranchising.com. And so that's that's our, our franchise development site. So you'll be able to gather a ton of information there. And then my number, Gurney at the office is 847-856-7669 or pete.first at brightstarcare.com. And it's first F-I-R-S-T. It is, yes. Well, Pete, this just went by very, very quickly. This was a great conversation. I think we could probably have done well with twice the amount of time to dig deeper into more of this, and maybe we'll have you back to do that at some point down the road. But I appreciate you being here with us today and for sharing so much. Pete First, Chief Development Officer at Brightstar. Thank you very much. Well, that's a wrap for today. Next week, we're joined by IFA veteran Greg Cook, who will recount his 10-year journey at the IFA 
leading to today's role as president and CEO at Silvercrest Marketing, Technology, and Advertising. Until then, I'm Stan Friedman wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes.